2: to find out if it's right for you.
1: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number.
3: Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is the Aftermath. the Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Aftermath. Today, we'll be speaking with guest expert Dr. Melissa Click, professor of communication studies at Gonzaga University and editor of the book Anti-Fandom, dislike, and hate in the digital age. Let's hear what she has to say about our anti-fandom for Cats the Movie. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us on our show.
4: It's my pleasure.
3: (laughs) So can you start off by telling us a little bit about your area of study?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I would say I'm someone who studies audiences and fans um, of popular media, Um, So I became really interested in hate and dislike when I was working on my PhD dissertation, which was about Martha Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We should do that disaster. (laughs) Yes. No, it's good. Um, And it was before she was indicted, she was sort of at the height of her popularity and it's um, historically pretty easy to study people who like things. They answer your call to come and talk to you. But what happened was I sat down with people that had answered my, my call to come and talk to me about Martha Stewart, and some of them were like, can I swear? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I'm asking, can I swear? Yes, oh, yes. yes. Oh, oh, I thought you, that's no, what no. they asked you. <laughs> no, no, no. They said, I fucking hate her guts. <laughs> And, you know, as a PhD student, you know, studying audiences, I was sort of like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And so I started becoming really interested in this sort of love to hate phenomenon. And so it carried on into a project that I did on Twilight, why people hated Twilight so much. I've studied um, uh, Anna Gunn, who was Skylar White in Breaking Bad. Uh, and And so... Historically, my work looks at why things women and girls are interested in are hated and then why that hate gets then turned on women and girls.
3: Fascinating. So your book, Mm Anti-Fandom, Dislike and Hate in the Digital Age, Mm -hmm. explores the the pleasures that we get from hating celebrities Mm -hmm. and entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, What is anti-fandom and how is that different from just simply disliking something?
4: Uh, Well, I think... Uh, dislike tends to be something that maybe we do privately. We all have things we you know like or don't like. And I would say the same is true for fandom. Um, anti-fandom would be sort of coming together with other people, sustaining a dislike or a hatred, um, and, and taking pleasure from it. It's fun um, in the same way that fandom is fun. It builds community, Um, You have, you know, shared ideas and and shared pleasure.
3: So the reviews for Cats the Movie are really from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the spectrum. So with headlines like Cats is a Catastrophe, (laughs) uh, Broadway musical adaptation, Straight Out of the Litter. Uh, and my favorite is uh, the Cats reviews are bleak AF and literally everyone <laughs> is scarred for life. So in your opinion, what is it about Cats, the movie that resulted in so many people jumping on the hate wagon?
4: Yeah, well, let me confess, I've not seen the play and I haven't seen the movie.
3: But, it's for the best.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um but I would say a couple of things. When I am interested in something that people dislike, I think about who's the target audience. Is there something about the audience that people might hate? Who created it? Because we certainly seen things that were created and people come after them because they hate that person. Who was in it? Is there a star in it that, you know, people really don't like? Um, how popular was it? We tend to see hate and dislike as well as love and like Um directed more at things that are blockbusters than things that, you know, just kind of blow over and nobody cares? How was it reviewed? And I think you have some great headlines there for how it was reviewed. And then what did it replace, displace or outpace? So was there something, uh, you know, like folks said at Comic-Con, Twilight ruined Comic-Con because now girls and women were there. So is there something it displaced? Um, and then what's the target of the hate? And so... With Cats, you know, uh, the, the uh, Broadway show is one of the highest-grossing shows of all time. It's won seven Tony Awards. Is it possible that the, the problem here is in the adaptation of it? It's clearly a beloved play. When it becomes a movie, does it not translate? That could be it. Um, people knock the CGI so, I mean, and there's a lot to talk about there with the CGI. <laughs> um, but, you know, I also think the director, Tom Hooper, who did Les Miserables, turned it into a film. That didn't go so well either. So, you know, I don't, I don't need to kick Tom Hooper when he's down. But is there something about his vision that folks don't like? But I would be likely to say it's in the, the transition. Um, and, and also, is Cats just normally a pop culture punchline? Well, that's a good question. Uh,
3: I, I think it, we we discussed in the episode that it's definitely a, a musical that maybe hasn't uh, transitioned or aged well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely of a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious, do you think that the fact that cast, Cats had a, a star-studded cast was somehow related to its critical takedown or or just the hate behind it?
4: I mean, it could be. Just in my perusal online, I don't see anyone star necessarily standing out as being taken down. Did you perceive there was someone...
3: Oh, um, I guess you're right. No one's career as of now has been ruined because of the
4: knock with. of the film. <laughs> knock on yeah. wood. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, you know, Taylor Swift seems to be doing fine, mm-hmm. as does Judy Dench and yeah. James Corden. Perhaps Rebel Wilson. She was she was kind of the butt of jokes. Um, sure. But I, I think she's she's fine as Jason Derulo, Idris right. Elba. Um, everyone's doing okay. Uh, but I, I was just curious if that, perhaps the, 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 t- the fact that it, when you have such a star studded cast, it kind of takes you out of the moment of, of, of maybe prior experiences that audiences had had. Sure.
4: sure. It may be hard to watch the show because you see, I mean, I would pair it with the CGI again to watch Taylor Swift's face on a cat's body. Doing her, you know, kind of typical thing is weird, right? <laughs> it's weird. Um, but, you know, Judy Dench, who is in it, also was in the, the Broadway show. So I sort of feel like the, um, it failed despite the stars that were in it. And, you know, it's really, again, I don't mean, I have nothing against Tom Hooper but he's the one who, you know, if you read a little bit about him, it says, you know, he has no future work lined up. Um, So (laughs) is he the one that was most hurt by it? But, you know, I just, I wonder if Katz was, uh, you know, it also could be timing when it came out, who knows. Um, But it, it seems to me like it's, Maybe there's something about the appeal of the story of Cats that goes really well in theater, but not so much on film. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Musical theater, it really feels like it's a divisive medium. Um, Mm. Either you're a full-on fanatic or a full-on hater. What is it about musicals that bring
4: people to these
3: extremes?
4: Well, I think it's very class-based, the hate. Um, because theater, with the R-E, not the E-R, is what the, you know, cultured people do, right? Whereas movies are more common. They're what, you know, typical people do. And so I wonder, be, and, and, you know, uh, plays have a kind of camp sometimes that don't translate into films. You know, or I would say movies, actually, in this case. You know, movies are like superhero films or rom-coms. They're not like people dressed up as cats acting like cats running around, right? So, you know, again, this none of this is to knock the show or the people who created I Haven't Watched It, which, you know, I, I love cats, personally, the <laughs> felines, but... Um, is there, is there something about, you know, wanting to take down a, you know, Tony Award winning Broadway show that's easier to do when it's a movie, when it's out and more people see it? Plays are exclusive.
2: That right.
4: would be my guess.
3: That's interesting. The The class because you're right not everyone has the the money to go to new york city and buy a broadway show ticket uh you it's possible you saw it maybe a a local production um but that's not what is uh, revered about the show those productions really why is it that as a society though we we engage in the act of online trolling Mm. and
4: and this kind of vicious behavior yeah how much time do you have I think there's something particular about a digital media environment that invites that kind of um, hate. I mean, think about the way we use social media. We very quickly like or dislike something all day long. You know, we see, we scroll through our feed, I, you know, heart that, or I am snubbing you, or I give you the angry face. And I I think um, digital media culture has made us more discriminating and more visible with our likes and hates but i also think it's made us more communal and i think the communal performative part of dislike is also really key to understanding why cats didn't do very well and i'll go back to the review headlines you read which are hilarious and i'm always up for a good pun um But when you see people sort of trying to outdo one another to come up with something even more corny or clever, depending on your perspective, there is a a sort of collaborative way in which um, folks want to outdo each other by showing how snarky and thoughtful and clever they are. Um, I also think um, that that there's a lot, and we can talk about this if you want, but there's a, a there are a lot of consequences to that hate online that, um, you know, especially in this particular summer, we're seeing a lot of that, people getting cancelled, uh, cancelled because of things that are happening online. Um, so I really think the performativity needs to be underscored in why people like to do this.
3: I see. and And what do in your opinion is it that people are getting out of this uh performativity
4: well community when it's not it doesn't go all the way to hate though i think even people who hate have community with other people who hate there's a a discrimination and a um identity construction in disliking as well as liking something so i'm not that i reject that um so you're sort of building up yourself as better than, in that case. and and then you're connecting with other people who feel the same way. And just like um a movie or a song or a video can become viral uh, because it's liked, we know that things become viral as hated, too. And so cats maybe. Uh, is a victim of that, that as people started to hate it and that hate was visible, people were like, I'm not gonna tell anybody that I liked it or that I went to it. And so there may be a lot of likers of cats we can't see because the dislike is so visible.
3: That's interesting. They're out there. They just don't want to raise their hand. Uh, and, And full disclosure, I watched Cats with my friends and we Bla- you know we had a blast ripping it apart live and laughing about it <laughs> um but uh i, I guess you know I, I, what can we be what what would be a a nicer way of <laughs> viewing uh that i or or you know spending our time with the movie
4: sure well let me say uh i don't think it's important that we be nice so <laughs> I think it's okay to dislike things, and I think it's okay to be mad at things. It's where we cross over and we're hurting people, that's sort of my line. So it's okay to dislike it. And I have a colleague, um, Jonathan Gray, at the University of Wisconsin, who argues that dislike is productive. It helps us understand what we want out of media. And so just like you know, people like me who study audiences and want to understand what they get out of something – it's really important also to know why people reject things. That tells us about what kind of media we want, um, where we expect producers to do better. And so I, I think it's really important, um, actually. And and um, if you're watching it with your friends and you all are having fun together, it's not hurting anybody, right? Um and but again, you know, thinking about what is the identity construction in your group? What is the pleasure coming from when you do that? And what does it say about what you want, what you wish media would do differently than it is doing?
3: I think that's an important question to a- answer uh, within a friend group after we huh. <laughs> make fun of, a, a, a you know, to spend two hours making fun of a movie. Uh, so finally, Melissa, if, and, I, and I know that you haven't seen the show or the movie, so you're the perfect person to ask this question to. Who do you think is to blame for Cats the movie, the fiasco?
4: Okay, I would say that uh, the people who decided it was a good idea to make the movie should be blamed. I think um, we saw this, and you know, it continues a bit, but sort of a trend of like, huh, what can we put on television or what can we, how can we make some money at the box office? Oh, we don't have any ideas. Well, let's resurrect something. I think that's a really bad idea. And I I think um, we don't really have, you know, I'm curious about Hamilton now, which is out on Disney Plus. And I did watch that with my family and we really enjoyed it. Um, But, I feel like there's sort of a lack of creativity among the folks who are deciding that these things should be adapted. Um, and and I, I would like them to spend some more time thinking about more creative offerings that invite um, more diverse casts and identity constructions and stories we haven't heard before. I, I blame them.
3: Well, I mean something I learned in 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 theater school was that in times of depression or in times of war uh, or, or you know when, when the country 's going through a big change the the first thing that happens is people resort back to uh, the good old the, the good old movies or or uh, the its adaptations. they go back to what has been proven because there 's a lot of fear and anxiety towards new things and and putting your money towards a a new concept so i would if you're okay with it i would love to bring you to every single one of my pitch meetings in hollywood
4: (laughs) (laughs) yes please i'm so bored help me (laughs) okay you got it
3: (laughs) well melissa thank you so much for uh joining us today and helping us find out you know get to the bottom of who's to blame for the movie cats sure that was fun
2: (laughs)
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: All right. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi, everyone. What did you guys think about Melissa's uh, you know, discussion of, of anti-fandom and hatred towards things.
5: Well, it's fascinating. And it just goes to show that when you hate something, it really says more about you than it does about the thing you hate. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I also think it says a lot about, yeah, you're, you're saying it to sort of construct a version of yourself, but also to me, the sort of most uh, interesting element is the fact that you just want buds. You just want something to laugh about with your buddies. It's like a sense of community. It's like everybody just, everyone's lonely. Everyone just wants friends. And, you know, if I can have my friends because we all hate something, then I'll take it.
3: Yeah, I, I and I, what I thought was interesting was that follow-up she did, you know, why are you doing it? Why do you hate? And like you said, Amanda, you know, I always think about this thing where, as a person in Hollywood, there are certain people, uh, famous people who irk me, right and we won't mm-hmm. talk about who they are, but I had this realization one day when I was like where I was like, "Why is it that these people irk you so much?" And sometimes those people are the kind of people that uh, either you see yourself reflected in, qualities about yourself that you don't really like, and they irk you or or it's things that you wish you could do. Like you see the capacity for yourself to do, uh, but you just don't.
5: And I think it's not even just famous people. I mean, that's what they say about people you don't like in real life, too. (laughs) It's like a lot of times when there's one finger pointing, what is it? There's a finger pointing at you. There's two pointing back at me. I'm pretty sure there's three.
6: And sometimes when people have five fingers on their hands, there are three fingers pointing. In The Simpsons, Simpsons, yes, it's one finger at you, two at me. But in real life, it's one finger at you, three at me.
5: But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah.
6: But also, I mean, wasn't she kind of also making the case for uh, not liking someone because it's basically the opposite of what you believe in so uh, yes there's it could be maybe one a, or the other yeah. yeah there's maybe
5: a very fascinating too what she touched upon um with if you hate something it might be that it you feel it's taking the place of th- something else which was so fascinating about the um twilight and comic-con yeah. and I, I do think and the tendency for um you know especially the online trolls to specifically hate Media that is meant for young women.
3: Yes. Uh, It's so
5: fascinating. And I did start to think that about cats too, because cats is people, musical theater lovers do sort of get a bad rap in musicals in general. So I was like, is that one of the reasons why people hate cats so much? If you think about the uh, demographic of musical theater
3: audiences, I think that they, it's really attractive to young women. I mean, I think back to my uh, musical theater group in high school, and it was mostly women and a few of my gay guy friends, and very few straight
5: men, that's for sure. I don't know, it's just good to reflect on when you're gonna hate watch something to do it mindfully. Yeah. (laughs)
3: But, you know, she did validate us when she said that it's okay to hate. It's okay to it's okay to dislike if you're not hurting people,
5: <laughs> yeah, and that it can actually be productive.
6: Well, I, I it establishes norms. It establishes what you agree to be, you know, the expectation of art or media.
3: Mm-hmm. It's part of the process
5: uh, to figure out what you don't like. And so, did she uh, you change your idea about the verdict at all? Because I know we sent Tom Hooper to jail, and we gave. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, the big slap. She did make me think
3: that perhaps we let uh, Universal Pictures off the hook a little too easily. Now I, I think Tom Hooper, at the end of the day, is most to blame because he also could have made a better film. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was Universal's deci- decision to
5: green light Cats, though. So Ag- agree and her point that it's kind of lazy just to in a, in a box office money grab to just keep rebooting things.
3: Yeah, uh I I always found that to be so frustrating about times a uh, uh, times for trouble, you know, people want to go back to their comforts. Uh and I always think about that, but perhaps we should just kind of move on it it, just to keep revisiting is I know that's what we do in this podcast and in history, it's very important, (laughs) but revisiting it in in entertainment, it could just be like you going back to watch the old one versus like, why do we have to keep remaking the same thing?
6: Well, there's a lot out there too. So good to keep in mind what you're remaking, right? Not everything is going to translate. And, (laughs) um, And then also I I thought we let you know who we let off the hook a little bit was <laughs> Steven Spielberg. He and Amblin were the first ones to want to option cats for a movie. And so there's something to be said about that. I mean, that being he was the first one who or his company was the first one who wanted to make it a movie. And um, even though they ended up not doing it, you know, possibly the uh, bigwigs over at Universal were like, well, if Steven Spielberg thinks it's a good idea, maybe we should do it, too. You know,
3: (laughs) that's true. Although they did want to do it as an animation film, which I still think it
5: could could work. Uh, I, I mean, I know we're against reboots and everything, but if they did want to reboot it just one more time, I, I think it could be a good animated film.
3: Well, do you guys how do you feel about putting Universal Pictures, uh, giving them the slap and kind of like putting like an ice pack on uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's face and removing we also that slap? have the
5: backhand option?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, I actually, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber was doing his thing. And what I appreciate about Andrew Lloyd Webber was that at the time, this wasn't like the musical to make. He did come against a lot of uh, uh, f- uh, not failure, but uh, he there was a Criticism. pushback. Yeah.
5: Yes. And it was a, a passion project. And I always love when someone wants to invest. And, you know, he invested his own money in it. And it was, right. the man loves cats, and he wants to see them dance, <laughs> and uh, who can begrudge him that? Mm-hmm. It's true, and mm-hmm. apparently other people wanted to see it too, so
3: I think we should remove the, fla- the slap from Andrew Lloyd Webber's face and put it on <laughs> Universal Pictures. Yeah, I'm comfortable I, I, with
5: that.
6: I'm okay. cool with that too.
3: All right, I'm, a ca- I'm calling it. Universal Pictures, you're getting the big slap. Andrew Lloyd Webber... Here's an ice pack. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put like a, a cold
5: sound effect on there? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I maybe like the sound of like water being dumped on a fire.
6: Oh, that's a good idea. Or like in the cartoons when they dump water when one of their like feet are on fire or something and they go,
5: ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean...
3: I, I, it feels good we 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 figured that one out and it was a delight to talk to Melissa uh just about hating haters gonna hate as Taylor Swift would say, right <laughs> too soon haters gonna hate <laughs> but the I'm, but I'm just gonna shake that's right honestly she she's a living <laughs> legend I think she must go to my therapist or something she's doing something right
6: <laughs> yeah. She's got the right idea. I mean, like hating shouldn't like deter you from creating anything else. It's if anything, what, uh, uh Melissa sort of explained was that hating is really for other people. Like you were saying Amanda earlier.
5: Yeah. I, and I think it's, you know, as we're all creators, you know, when you put something out there, you, all you have are your own instincts. And so sometimes, uh, sometimes you get it wrong.
6: that's okay
3: that's okay for sure I want to talk to Melissa about uh, why people hate um, young women uh, entertainment or uh,
5: media oh me too we'll have to follow up on that some more episodes around you know surrounding that yeah Hmm. So um,
3: how are we doing? Uh, we, we've got our 1K uh, rating uh, or 4.5 rating and 1K reviews, Amanda. What yes. happens oh, now?
5: Let's see. Okay, so a little update on all this. Um, we, we're not to five stars yet. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um oh. Of course, we record, we're recording this a little bit early, so it's possible that we can get there. But if we do, I'll give an update, but I doubt it. But we have had some wonderful reviews come in. You want to hear some? Yeah, hit me. Okay. okay, so this one comes in from ETM80. Five stars, fun and lighthearted. And this does start with a little bit of a nag, but then it picks up. This isn't super educational or anything, but if you're just looking for some easy listening that's fun and lighthearted while multitasking, this is perfect. (laughs) Um, You can't be
6: doing one activity while you're listening to it. You have to be doing (laughs) at least a couple activities. That's when we're really (laughs) clicking.
5: That's right. That really tickles me. And then here comes this comes in from A.E. Delaney. Five stars. This podcast embraces comedy, history, and basic logic like a bear hug in a cage match. It's by far one of my favorite podcasts this pandemic. (laughs) I like that they say this pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Highlighting some of the most well known and obscure points of history for quirky discussion and conversations. If you're interested in learning and hilarious, candid, but eloquent arguments for the historical boo boos or straight up human tragedies, this lighthearted podcast. is for you and your family to enjoy this setup is ingenious and can lead to some interesting talking points during tough family dinners i highly recommend taking a gander and that's from amber delaney Aw, that's nice thanks
6: amber
2: so Uh, keep those
5: reviews coming everyone it helps us make the podcast more visible so we can keep making episodes it helps us grow our the alarmy that's right. We're we're you know, we we want to hit our goal of 1000
3: episodes. Jeez. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you didn't know what you got yourself into, we're, No, right?
6: I really didn't. Well, I just said, geez, because I was like, what are the disasters we're going to have to be after a while? Like, what are we going to have to do? Uh, like, That's
3: what you think. There's I'm, many. I know.
6: History has provided us with a lot of disasters. We just made have to expand our definition of what a disaster is. You know what I mean? Well,
5: like, I, the we disasters are, keep coming. Don't, don't you think we've done that? We just did an episode on cats.
6: Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true.
3: Well... Another day of having fun. Am I right, uh, Amanda and Chris?
6: Oh, yeah, baby. You're
3: right, Rebecca. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the you're right. Uh, XOXO, everyone.
6: Bye, everyone.
5: (laughs) Bye. Eerios. Powered by ACAST.